man. This is Dropping Jews. Yes, sir. Welcome, everybody, to this new podcast, Dropping Jews. Redefining what we thought was true. So today we wanted to talk about... Just that jewel, that energy, man. Yeah, Einstein energy. ain't gonna know how to act, man. What Nikola Tesla when you need him, <laughs> man. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everybody. It's Dropping Juice Podcast. It's my boy on here. I got my man, Meech, on the other end. What's up, Meech? What's the deal? What's the word, y'all, man? You look like you about to bring out some notes and you got some uh, uh, supporting documentation. You got some justification letters going on on that other side. I hear you, boy. I hear the only you. Letter I, the only letter I got was from uh, Donald Trump that said I received my check thanks to him. <laughs> <laughs> you at, yeah, he's sending out letters, man. I ain't get it, man. I ain't, I ain't even checked it, man. I ain't even it's checked coming. my mail late. <laughs> Just he said, it's, thank it's, you. I thought it was, I thought it was from the IRS. I thought I was gonna get a second check, and then I open it up. Oh shit! I'm like, Here come the bull, oh, Mr. Trump. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Thanks to me, you got that twelve honey, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. man We got an interesting topic tonight But before we get started We're going to format it a little bit different man So uh, we're going to start taking call-ins And, and uh, comments and everything uh, Closer to like the end of the show man I think it serves a purpose uh, I think we want to get our message out first and First and foremost And then go that route And then you can call in and make a comment man If you would like man I think we should dedicate the last 15 minutes to it What you think bro? That's perfect. Yeah, so going forward, you know, uh, we hope y'all enjoy the show, like it. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we got an we got a explosive topic tonight. Um, we got the topic from last week episode. I don't know if y'all have been able to catch up to it. Uh, Meech made a couple of points uh, when he was talking. He was talking about uh, the one that jumped out to me the most was political interest and national sovereignty. And he was uh, discussing just how... The politicians are not um, really looking out the, looking out for the interests of the American people or in society, period, man. Because uh, when you when you look at it on, no matter where you at, you know, uh, politicians are are making moves to their own benefits. So, you know, without further ado, man, I got my man Meech. He can elaborate more on it, but I thought it was real key that he said that and. Um, you know, a lot of times we talk about it and I think we really don't, you know, me looking up this word sovereignty, it was like a wormhole, bro. You know, once you start researching, man, you go down this wormhole, man, it's like forever information, bro. So, I mean. Well, what, what, if you don't mind just going into what sovereignty is from your research? Well, sovereignty is supposed is the meaning of sovereignty is an independent state without the influence of outside or other countries per se. That's what sovereignty is. But I realized while doing research that I found out that it's five types of sovereignty. The five types of sovereignty that I 
you know, did my research on, you know, because I'm not well versed on this. But the one uh, nominal, arid, real sovereignty, this is back during the ancient times. Uh, many states had monarchies and their rulers were monarchs. So when you think it is, you think of the kings and the monarchies and the senate. Um, but the monarchies and the senate, they were powerless. The king had the absolute power. Uh, then you had legal sovereignty, which is the authority of the state, which has the legal power to issue the final commands. Uh, it is the authority of the state to whose directions the law of the states attributes final legal force. But then you have political sovereignty. So this is right. such sovereign to whom the legal sovereign must bow is called political sovereign. So in every order state, the legal sovereign has to pay due attention to the political sovereign. I was looking up this guy. His name was uh, Professor R.N. Gilchrist. And he states that the political sovereign means the sum total of influencers, influences in a state which lie behind the law. In modern, representat modern representative government, we might define it roughly as the power of the people. And that's in quotation marks. So uh, it's supposed to be public opinion democracies, but public, pub, po political sovereignty is vague and indeterminate term. So in essence, you know, legal sovereign is lawmaking authority in legal terms, whereas political sovereign is behind the legal sovereign. So these politicians are, are in, 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 I guess, for example, like the politician, they the ones who are able to pass on these laws uh, that governs the the masses and we know the politicians are supposed to be of the people but in many cases that ain't it because the lobbyists are the ones that really influences the the, the politicians to move a certain way i'm not saying every politician but it's it's uh a lot of them out there that are persuaded by lobbyists because of what they can do for them and i think they forget the people that put them in those positions and that was that was the uh, intake. But then the fourth one is popular sovereignty, which is the power of the masses. Then the fifth one was de jure sovereign and de facto sovereign. Uh, de jure sovereign is the legal sovereign. And de facto sovereign is a sovereign which is obeyed. So when you think of a uh, deo facto sovereign, uh, it's a personal body of persons who can make his or their will prevail, whether with the law or against the law. So when you think of that, you think of somebody like who y'all was talking about last week, Stalin, uh, Mussolini, Hitler. Um, even though there were uh, laws in place, they still rose above those to, to, to uh, gain power and to go against it. They kind of uh, label that as nationalism, if you catch my drift. But that was a lot what I said, man, huh? Nah, I catch your drip. You <laughs> dropping them juice, man. Nah, nah, but you know, I was <laughs> doing that research, man. I was getting kind of lost. I was like, dang, dog, this is just heavy. Like, you know, I know sovereignty, but when you kind of look in a, in, a, in depth, you kind of see that some of this stuff, man, is just kind of like depicted to how they wanted to fit the narrative. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, just to add what you were saying. Definitions change as situations change. change. Absolutely. Absolutely. So if you notice, anytime we in some sort of crisis, it's like a new word that right. come out the vocabulary <laughs> or a new catchphrase <laughs> that they run with. Like 
they've been knowing it for the last 25 years. And react in actuality, they it's been going on for the last 25 years. It just came to light recently. <laughs> right, right. Because that's what Trump was running on. That's his, that was his biggest point when, when he was running for office. American, I mean, the uh, sovereignty. Yeah, we, uh, I'm not going to jeopardize our sovereignty. You know what I mean? And and it's, it, it was crazy when I was looking at it and looking at all these definitions, man. And, and the way the thing, is, the way it's supposed to work, it's not the way it works in many instances. And that raises the question based off your definition is is that do we truly have sovereignty as a political body and as individuals, do we truly have sovereignty as we would believe to be in this Republic of America that we profess to be the greatest nation on the planet? Mm. <laughs> That's a good question, man. I think it's the second part of what you said, though. <laughs> you know? Because right now we see that during the lockdown, we have no sovereignty. Uh, government agencies, government officials can decide when is best for the public interest, when and where they can go Preached. at mm. a set time. Preach. When it benefits, quote unquote, public interest. Again, mm. I just had to say that two times, but you know, it's it's, it's But that's how they throw you off. That's like the caveat. You know what I mean? Public interest. Like we are really doing this for your well being. But we're not gonna ask you how you really feel. You know what I mean? It's just like this is what we're gonna do, cause we we could we could think better for you than you can for yourself in this moment. And and that's the other thing. So if it's for my well-being, why are you only concerned now? Man. Obviously, African-Americans have a higher propensity of illness. And now you want to try to shed light on us staying home, yet you do not try to address the pre-existing conditions within the African-American community. That's That's a beautiful point. That is <laughs> real talk. Keep going, Meech. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just making. A, I, listen, I'm bouncing off of you talking, and and just like anything, like they try to focus on what's best for us now. No, my belief is only reason they concern is because this this disease or this illness or whatever it is does not discriminate on who gets it. By them knowing that, their concern is their health and safety and their interests. So now they want everyone to shelter in place. However, if this was only concentrated in the ghetto, urban area, they would let that area die off and give pennies to find the solution or to cure the the illness as these people suffer and die. That's just my theory. I don't know. I could be wrong, but just that, just my theory. I mean, it's happened before, you know, crack cocaine, the war on drugs. <laughs> you know where that was taking place here, correct? <laughs> <laughs> but like you said, it's, it's funny how... And I think it, it had to do a lot with the with the financial state too. A lot of people were being affected uh, financially to where 
the money wasn't circulating like they wanted to. See, I, th- I think the problem was they was thinking the stimulus package was going to help stimulate the economy. But the problem is people are losing jobs quicker than what they can pay out. So now they they now like I like I was saying in previous episodes, they're playing catch up, man. They're trying to find ways to make ends meet because right now they don't have the funds to 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 pay for the essential needs that they need, like a roof over their head or food on their table. Right now, what is it? 30 million people are unemployed. 30 million. They they was not prepared for this. And I think the the um, America is seeing that they are fragile in their concepts and the sovereignty that they saying we have, like you said, are y'all really looking out for my well-being or my interests? If that was the case, then a lot of I think a lot of things could have took place where it could have helped subside this whole situation. But instead, we want to claim that we're a, a capitalistic state, but in essence, we're not a true capitalistic state, man. Exactly. If they wanted to be concerned about the public interest, then they would have been able to mitigate this months ago had mass prepared months ago and we would have mitigated it instead of going on full shutdown or lockdown mode that we are. And it goes to show not only that, but what's happening, who our elected officials are tied to. Mm. So if for, for starters, they wanted to go business usual. They didn't want to disrupt the economy. But by by waiting to address it, you made it worse. Mm. Now you had to shut down the economy. And the result of that is now these officials are trying to find out ways how they can help the same and very people who have contributed to their political campaigns. Now, it's a website called OpenSecrets.com. I want to just, if anybody want to see what's going on in Congress, Open Secrets, they will show you where lobbying dollars are going to particular candidates, to particular parties. And right now, in 2020, they have the top 20 recipients of lobbyist dollars. And it's, it's two Republicans at the top of that list. It's a Kevin McCarthy and Mitch McConnell. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I just had to say that because it, I, I said that, and now it's Democrats on her as well. I don't want people to think I'm biased because Democrats are on her just as much as Republicans. But I just wanted to point Mitch McConnell out because he was the first one that said the state should default. Why should states default? And I'm not talking about states like Illinois. And and I I said what I said about Illinois. And I think that money should not go towards pension funds and so on and so forth. But, But still, Illinois needs money as a result of this virus. And because of the government inactivity or inability to concern themselves with no interference, they have essentially caused more harm by interfering now when they didn't need to if they had done it the right way before, if that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense, man. So so for me, what I see in these bills, so they passed one bill. Okay, we finna take care of the, the businesses. 
and we finna give y'all a twelve hundred dollar check, and y'all going y'all ain't gonna complain. Now we finna go on recess. Now, uh, Nancy Pelosi is preventing Congress from doing any business via voting by phone because she doesn't, in my view, she doesn't or she can't control the direction she want bills to be because she's not face to face with these people. So we have to understand that there are elements, especially when you start looking into these bills where, you know, they've they got money allocated for all these things that does not directly affect the people. The number one thing that should have been passed, in my view, is some sort of health care assurity as it relates to this virus and then work on some sort of nationwide health care that we all are covered. Because the last thing you want to worry about while you lose your job and why you got to get on court and worry about whether you got to pay COBRA or not is your health insurance. And that should have been the highest priority. No, it's not. The highest priority is the John F. Kennedy Center. The, the highest priority are the L.A. Lakers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right. They call it the mayor personally, huh? <laughs> this is the highest priority to these members in Congress. And when you pass laws that do not have oversight or the people that's on these oversight committees have interests of their own, then you have a Congress that has interference within it. So by something being compromised, as such as our Congress, how can we expect them to truly do the work of the American people? That's powerful. And and, and what interest? Who's, whose word are they listening to? You know, who's being able to give an input? You know, because they're not reaching out to the community. They're not reaching out to the people that are, that are put them in that place. You know, so that, that's a that's a good question. Who and 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 then when you look when you look at their pockets and you look at their financial incomes, you know, you see who really got the real power, man. That's why the lobbyists they the ones who control these politicians, man. A lot of these politicians, you know, some part somewhere, you know, they don't play the part in the game, man. And it's just not on a on a you know on a national level. It's on a local level too, man. And it, and it might not be as as prevalent as it, is, as it is on a national level, but when you when you think about certain communities that we live in locally, like why are these communities still where they at? Like if you really had true interest in interest in your community and the well being of the people, if them doing better of, of community rising, why are they still in the same positions, man? You got to ask yourself that why. You know what I think? That's they, a good... You know what I think they need to do, man. What, what? You know, when we on a job, right, how do, you know what they do with us, right? They do a performance evaluation, correct? Yeah. And if we're not performing to the level that we need to be, what happens? Something happens as far as some kind of ramification, right? You, you may not get a raise. Uh, you may get coaching. I think that should be in place on politicians on a yearly basis. You know, I agree, and, and and maybe we could ratify. I mean, not to the extent of of a job or employment, but hell, maybe you need to lose your seat because you ain't ain't no progress happening while you in office, and it seems like you're not listening to the people because we are at a point right now, man, where people are getting tired of not being heard. I mean, you could just look in in in, in social uh, media, man. 
I don't know what the true interests are, but I was kind of shocked that Diddy said what he said about the black voters. As far as them not, we can't be bought anymore. Hell, I felt that I felt that way a long time ago, man. But I'm just saying these people are coming out speaking. I don't know it, what what the ulterior motives is, <laughs> but they're finally coming out saying, "Look, what are y'all going to? What is the black agenda?" And I think that should have been voiced long, long time ago, man. But that's just a personal opinion of mine. I'm sorry, man. Again, I went on a tangent, bro. No, you didn't. I mean, I think that it is very important to understand every facet of what we speaking of. And I think that, you know, you can sit up here and, and say, you know, this and say that. But in reality, we, we, we talk like everyone is on equal footing. And everyone is not. We we see that when it comes to the middle and poor class, that everybody has to be a capitalist. But when it comes to the wealthy and well off, they benefit from socialism, socialist policies where government will inject money when they have faulty business practices. Come on. I mean, how many people right now? in our community can, you know, max out 10 different credit cards and then go to these companies <laughs> or go to the government or go to the chambers of commerce or go to whoever you help, go bro. one of these agents and ask for some sort of loan relief because they maxed out their credit cards. No, they're going to say, no, nah, that's your fault. You decided to get the credit. You, you decided to max out those cards and you're going to have to figure out some type of debt reallocation to pay this stuff off. So ultimately, we have to understand what we're up against. Uh, I was watching a documentary on Netflix uh, on Robert Kennedy, and it was from 2018, pardon me, but it was a very good documentary. And, and something that stuck out to me, what he did in 1966, was he established something called the Bedford Stuyvesant Restoration Corporation. His idea was to not only create housing, but he also wanted to improve health, sanitation, recreation facilities, and construct super blocks that had been abandoned uh, from the from milk companies that had left town. So this was a collaboration with the private sector where they received grants by hiring these hiring people within the community and actually putting these people to work where these people were getting a paycheck because he saw, he started to see the problems of Lyndon Johnson policy of the Great American Society, which created this whole welfare system. And he understood that you just, you can't have welfare without other facets of it. You have to have people, you can't give people $500 a month and say, just sit on your ass. Well, that's what they're going to do. Well, his thing was, let's give businesses grants. These grants are going to hire these people within the community. They're going to redevelop the community. And, th and this was the whole idea behind it until the government, in my opinion, realizes that a bailout for, or let me correct myself, a stimulus check of $1,200 is not going to be enough. We need to figure out ways in which we can put people to work, 
Maybe you may have to work with these businesses to hire people. Maybe you need to work with these hospitals right now. Prime example. Mm. You need testing. Why can't you train people to test? And then we start hiring some of these people on unemployment that needs testing. So you need more people that, you know, to go out here and make sure the supply chain is strong. Why don't you start figuring out these industries that have gaps in our supply chain and start promoting businesses to hire these people so we don't have problems? But also you got to make sure you provide everybody with masks, too. So it's stuff that can be done, but these people aren't thinking big enough. And why you think is why you think they're not thinking big enough, man? All right, we said it already in the first 15 minutes. <laughs> what you say, bro? <laughs> we said it already within the first 15 minutes. Hey, you know the funny thing is, you know, I, I hear politicians always talking about the founding fathers, right? <laughs> the so-called founding fathers of this nation, right? Yeah. And they built this country. When they did the Constitution, I think it's supposed to serve the purpose of the people. That's what really... The the uh, the sovereignty was to get away from under British rule, so that's what the sovereignty comes in at. And then uh, uh, George, what is his name? George Washington. Uh, George Washington. I'm about to call him Mr. Carl. But George Washington, when he was president, he didn't want to be recognized as a tyrant or a king. He wanted to get away from that. He wanted to be the power of the people. But it seems like early on, even in that beginning, it never panned out the way that they thought it was going to pan out because of corruption, because of ulterior motive, because of interests that were uh, placed other other places. And, you know, just to, just to help out my homie. You know what I mean? Just to help out my homie. Ah, oh, yeah, man, you cool. We're going to make sure you're going to make some money. As long as I'm in office, just make sure you hit me off with 10%, bro. And I think that's what I think corruption has always been here, bro. I mean, even when you look at the the ancient times, kings, monarchs, and however you want to look at it, it was snakes everywhere, bro. So I think corruption has always been in in concept of government, in my opinion, bro. And it's always gonna be there, man. I think those the the, the powers to be in that in those type of industries, man, they make it hard to do to do right, man. Because if you don't play alone, then you get left behind. That's just a person. Well, you, well, you have to, you have to reform. Right, uh, right. You, de- you have, you have to. The, I can't remember what year, but the Supreme Court basically gave co- corporations the same rights of as a person. And in my view, that's a very dangerous precedent when it comes to political campaigns because. <sighs> corporations can donate money and when you donate money it's different so let me say this if you had a thousand people give a a dollar to a campaign well that person raised a thousand dollars well if you had a law firm or an energy company give that same candidate a thousand dollars at a at a dinner that means that that he's handing over that check in his face. They shaking hands. They having conversation. There's a personal relationship that is being established between the politician and the donor. So that goes far beyond the the small nickel and dime donors who believe in a cause, because all it takes is one entity to donate a thousand dollars. The same thousand dollars. 
these people came together and donated and that person have more influence. Why? Because they are established or establishing that personal connection. So you have to reform political contributions. You have to reform the news because in the news, news are paid our news are a subset of corporations. Yeah, so Disney and Fox. on ABC and all of that, and Fox News and NBC, and they own by bigger corporations. And you have to reform news and make sure that they balance an unfair. You people get this freedom of expression is dangerous because just like they say, you can't go in a room and yell fire, or you'll cause a panic. Well, why can't we use that same? concept when it comes to the news station. You can't have <laughs> news stations who claim they're free press, but yet they continue a biased agenda. They continue the agenda for their profits because they be beholden for, to their advertisers as well. So you have to place reforms on how the press covers political campaigns. I mean, how would that work, though? You know what I'm saying, bro? Like... Laws, they have to sign those laws into play, and I think the government gets soft. So yeah, they will file. They they may have reforms, but then it might be prime example with Richard Nixon and Watergate. Yeah, you know he got caught, he resigned, but then right after he resigned, uh, you know Gerald Ford gave him a pardon. Right. So they absolved. <laughs> you know so. <laughs> so we, we, <laughs> you good, bro? Just, just go ahead, just lay low, man. <laughs> what what you told, told him, you good, bro? Just lay low. <laughs> so there, 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 there are elements within our government that have, 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 like JF said, said a, a malignancy that's grown like as like a tumorous growth that's grown out of control, can't be controlled. And we talk about that class, but we we fail to mention the agencies of the FBI and the CIA and the Homeland Security and all mm. these defense agencies. They are civil servants, meaning they can't be voted out. Mm-hmm. Are they? So they may be. In office, three, four, I mean, they may be in a position, three, four, five presidents, and the power that they may have may exert so much influence because they not only are in that position, but they got ties to the press just as much as they got ties in the internal workers of the government so they can corrupt it as well as they claim a deep state. I do believe there's elements in this country that is very dangerous to everyone. So I, I think we have to look at all that in perspective and we have to figure out a way to check and balance these agencies as well as these politicians. And then the way they had it constructed in the first place of, of, of government, you know, how they constructed government and, and the time served, that played a role in it too, man. So, you know, like you said, once they got that ball rolling, it's, it's hard to stop right now, boy. It's like a... Four tire vehicle, ready to run, running, hey, <laughs> running with no brakes. You hear me? Yeah, so, absolutely. So and then, like you said, they passing laws that most American people are not really interested in. I would say, and that we really don't do our research on, man, or we don't think it's serious. And then it's already too late before the time we even know how it affected us. 
you know, and I may fault that I may fault at that too, man. It's been certain situations where I didn't really care because I didn't think it affected me. But now looking back on it, hell yeah, that stuff affect me. If I'm living in this country and they supposed to be looking out for my sovereignty, as they say they supposed to, then I need to I need to take interest into what's going on in these in these in Congress and seeing what laws are being passed, even on the on the locals and on the national. So it's important that we as a people see we we need to hold them accountable as well. You know, like I said, man, I wish I wish it was a way like you said with the reform. I think we really need to push that, man. It's something that needs to be done because these people get in office, then a lot of times they stay in office for 3 or 4 terms and I'm I'm talking about on the local level. No, no, and then sometimes on a national level, but they stay in office for three or four terms, and then they get good benefits and pensions at the end of their terms. And then what you got to show for it? What your family's doing good? That's great. I'm not saying not benefit your family, but what about the community you're supposed to be serving? It's still one of the top murder rates uh, 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 cities in 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 this city. I mean, not cities, but municipality. What are you doing, like? Why did you join politics, dog? That's what I'll be wanting to ask people, man. And I just wanted to hear their honest opinion. What what made you join politics? Like, it must have been something that made you join. Now, I'm not saying every politician is corrupted, but it's a lot of them out there, man. They, and, and they need a clean house, bro. Like, seriously, dog. Like, this whole sovereignty thing, man, I think they... You remember we was talking about the English language, how we just make words, uh, some words mean this, some words mean that. Yeah, yeah, and that's all. That's what I got from it, really, man. When I was doing my research, I'm like, oh my god, they run a muck on us, dog. (laughs) Right. (laughs) People using it as a political uh, forefront, as far as a slogan, running for uh, presidency. And people, we got to understand this. This sovereignty is deeper than just independence and states on its own. You know, without external influences, it's deeper than that, man. Like, like I tell you, man, I was getting lost looking up this stuff, man. This stuff was crazy, man. I was like, damn, I ain't even know all this stuff, man. So I, I just think we, we have to be better planners, especially, especially African Americans, blacks. I don't care how you want to label it, but we need to do better at holding people accountable, then, man. Because I think at times we just we just be like flies on the wall, man. I don't know what's going on, man. Like, come on, man. That's why I think it's important. That's why I was kind of shocked when Diddy said what he said, you know. But yeah, man, I, yeah. I didn't mean to go on no tangent. I mean, Diddy is No, but Diddy was right. I mean, yeah. African Americans in particular, why we continue to vote for politicians who do not have our best interests or who feel like. We free lunch. Yeah. And they're going to oh, continue to take them. advantage of our vote. Yeah. Meanwhile, our communities are continually in decay and their job opportunities do not come in the heart of our communities. The job jobs going to areas that they might want to reinvest in or gentrify, but they don't come into the heart of the communities that need them the most. And we let and this go, creates... Man. Right. I mean, it... it, it it, it, it boxes us in right. and it leads you to it leads you to a life that on that you become because of the environment you're around so do do i think do i think that 
in some respects, people have responsibility of certain things they do. I agree, but I believe ultimately it's about the conditions that we create. And those conditions, if you create just like a, a seed, you cultivate a seed and it's in a, a, a good pH balance and you cultivate it right, it's going to spring forth a good crop. No the different output. than our communities. If you, yeah, if you create, if you put a kid in an impoverished environment, more more than likely that kid is not going to spring up out of that impoverished environment because he doesn't have the cultivation, the ground, the, the, the soil content to sprout and bear good fruit. So this is what the, the lie that is being continually perpetuated by the establishment that you know, everyone has equal footing. We don't have equal footing. Some, some people that is that elected class, and that, that's what I'm talking to, that, that 1%, <laughs> they are the ones who are sending their kids off to these good schools. They're the ones who have the money to move their kids out of certain environments. And if their kid decides to be something different or be in the streets, well, their kid is stupid because honestly, how many kids would have love to be raised in a household where money was the last thing your parents had to worry about or your parents wasn't concerned about teaching you about saving or investment because they was trying to pay the bills every month. Or your mom didn't know where the next meal was going to come from, but she she made it work with the kids that she has. So, you know, these are some of the things that I believe that hurts our community. And when we do make it, we don't know how to reinvest in that community that we come from, because all we know is, okay, become a capitalist, get the money, show your wealth. And that's where it stops. The American living, huh? The American pie, huh? <laughs> the white picket fence yeah. you talking about. <laughs> but that, you know what? And it's funny you were saying all that, and it comes back around to that political sovereignty, dog. How it plays a role. Like you said, why do you now have an interest in my well-being? Those instances you were just talking about, you didn't have an interest in, a real interest in. You didn't care about that. Like you said, well, if you... Putting right. people in disadvantage in disadvantaged circumstances, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get disadvantages, dog. So they're not going to be able to. They know that it's a number of people that's going to be able to come out of that out of those situations, but it's going to be a lot that's going to be sacrificed. So how are we? But like you said, man, we we need to do better on our part too, man. But like you said, it's it's crazy because what you're talking about is like systematically, dog. This is all put in put in place systematically, dog. And we've been going through this whole thing for years, man. It's been like a revolving door, man. When you think about public housing, man, it's the same same ish, dog. Like when when we just got, I just feel like when we gonna wake up. Uh, we need to quit giving these politicians just because, hey, just because you black don't mean you got to be a Democrat. <laughs> and I ain't no Republican or Democrat. I'm about who who going to do what's right and who's going to, you know, who going to look out the well-being for the interests of the people. So this situation that, you know, is it's, 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 it's crazy, man, because a lot of times, like you saying, the interests don't lie in the interest of, 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 of what we need. 
because they don't care. We already came in this. We already came in this country disadvantaged. We were not recognized as human beings. So how are they going to now look at us as far as being the people to help them? Because they thinking, well, like you said, Meech, we give them a welfare check. Or they ain't got to do nothing. We'll give them $500. You know, they rent a dollar. Government take care of the rest. So at what point do we say, no, I want something better? Or at what point do we force these politicians to do what they supposed to do, man? Public housing is temporary. People, public housing is temporary. That's not long-term situations, which are allowing this to happen because, like you said, means there's no training. There's no resources on trying to put them employed. There's no resources on trying to educate. Come on, man. This is this is, this is is malarkey, and we know it, dog. Hold on. Let me just go down this real quick. <laughs> I just want to add this. Go ahead, man. So Mitch McConnell... According to OpenSecrets.com, Mitch McConnell is the top recipient for the, from the following industries in 2019 to 2020 election cycle. Beer, wine, and liquor. Building material. Business. I don't know if, I don't know if that's assets or assistance. Associates. Business associations. That's what it is. Lobbyists. Payday lenders. Pharmaceutical manufacturers, private equity and investment firms, pro-Israel, professional sports arenas and related equipment, tobacco, correctional facilities and and construction management slash for-profit, electrical utilities, home builders, mining, railroads, air transportation, health services, Meat processing, oil and gas. You know, I, I just want to say all these things and think about all these interests that these people have to tend to when they go and say a speech on CNBC for a couple set couple minutes, or they on the house floor and they talking. They have people they beholden to, and these is just some of the industries they beholden to. So whenever they trying to stop bills or pass bills, they got to make sure they talk, they, they talk to they them. balance it. Yeah. So they don't, yes, <laughs> come on. Now we, we coming with the Jews. We ain't just saying people it's on her now showing who people are donating to these, to Mitch McConnell. You can't sit up here and tell me anything different. Now, somebody might be saying, Oh, you picking on Mitch McConnell. Well, he was on the top but listen, he was the most recognizable. So yes, I'm picking on him. So come after me, but it ain't a lie. It ain't a lie. Hey, we the biggest commodity in America, bro. We ain't got nothing to show for it. Well, the but 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 the thing is, is that what Diddy needs to understand when he says that message is that we must be involved in this system until we change this system. Right. So. That means you may have to buy a candidate. You may have to get a group of people together and rally up dollars $20,000 $20, and send that man a check. Hand him that check, hand to hand and shake his hand. Yeah. Take a picture with him. Hey, Tell buy, him don't forget. Buy a seat at that dinner table for 50 grand. <laughs> Sometimes you might have to do that to make sure policies are are affecting your community in a in a good way. Yeah. 
Them some facts, man. These this dropping Jews, man. And them Jews are being dropped right now, man. Br- brought to you by Dropping Jews Podcast, baby. You feel me? <laughs> it's not it, listen, it's not always about complaining about what's going on. Everybody we know what's going on. We didn't say right. it on so many episodes, episodes prior. Now, what are we gonna do to find solutions to the problem? How are we gonna get involved? in this process, and how are we going to challenge these officials to make sure they get the business of our needs and our interests taken care of? Now, granted, you're not going to get everything every time. That's part of politics. But understand that most of the time, and if you stay consistent on what your plight is, then you will get the results that you're looking for within the communities that you're trying to affect. One battle at a time. You got to start somewhere, ain't that right, Meech? Yeah, you can't. We Now is not the time to keep complaining about, well, this and this. is. It's time to change. While you protesting in Capitol Hill, or if you protesting downtown St. Louis having the car races, like it's Hall Street. Oh, is that what they was <laughs> People, calling that? Businesses. No, nah, I'm saying it in a... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. I got you. I seen the video, though, man. I thought, I was like, I seen the video of that nature, but that's why I made, that's why I asked you that. But go ahead, man. But, but, but I'm, but I'm, yeah, I'm being, I'm being sarcastic, but playing on the fact. Cause in a way, it is a protest when right. they say social distance, but you still right. out. So it's right. a, it's, it's a soft protest, right? Right. But at the end of the day, while you're doing all of this, behind the scenes, there are deals being done against, both protesters' interests. There's deal being done against the people who had their weapons on state capital trying to protest to stay at home. And there's deals being done against those people, those who was driving their cars racing, trying to have fun. And these deals going on behind the scenes are against these people's interests. In closing, man, what you want people to recognize or take from this, bro? It does you you don't have to build a mansion. <laughs> you might have to start off with a shed. But when I say when you done with that shed, it's going to be a yeah, damn, damn good shed. shed. Yeah. And you're going to get a, a lot of compliments from that shed. Damn, you can get your lawnmower in there. Damn, you can get your weed whack in there. <laughs> damn, look, you got lights in here. Damn, it's insulated. It's going to be one hell of a shed. But you start small. Eventually, that shed going to turn into a garage. And that garage ain't going to be where your lawnmower at. That, that garage going to be a bar with TVs all around and you can have your friends in and the grill outside and you kicking it. Right. And, and, and eventually that garage is going to be a house. And then that house is just going to keep getting bigger until you get to the point where you get that mansion, but it don't start overnight. That was heavy. On close, man, I just want to say uh, a hand uh, apart it's not as strong as a fist together. And that's what I think we need to do right now, man. It's time for us to put our stake in the game and put our influence, because we've been influencing America for years, man. For years. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time for us to put our stake in the political agenda as well, man. It's too many. It's just too much stuff going on right now where we're not being represented in, in the correct way. And these people are are using these terms to identify themselves, but their actions 
are different than what they're supposed to be doing. And I think it's time for America to hold people accountable. I think it should be reform in, in politics. Like you said, Meech, maybe a little small step. Like you said, let's, let's take small steps and then get to that grand level. And I think it's time that the people need to be represented in an appropriate way instead of the ways that has been going on for years. And I'm going to just leave it at that, bro. I'm going to just leave it at that. Did I leave it?